Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Falk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, sir. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving break. I had a, yeah, I had a good Thanksgiving break. How about you? I did. I did. It was uh, a very restful time. And uh, yeah, and then we come back and ready to go talk about some Andor and Guardians holiday special. You know, that got me into the into the holiday spirit. So uh, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I had a good time. See, when you say it like that, like this is what's been bothering me all day. I feel like I yeah. should be well rested. I feel like I mm-hmm. should be just like, you know, let's let's talk some of this geek stuff. And I'm just not <laughs> I'm just mentally, I'm still I don't know what is going on with me right now. But yeah. um I've I've watched stuff. I've I've watched stuff. Um mm-hmm. but for some reason I watched, I got caught up on Titans. Yeah, I know. I think mm. I've I've now watched more of the season of Titans than Will. Thank you very much. She, um, you have. Yeah, I'm I'm caught up on Stargirl. Mm. I'm caught up on Stargirl. I gotta Star get Girl. caught up on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the last thing I watched this week was the Guardian special, but I don't really feel like I watched it. <laughs> I really <laughs> well, don't. I really yeah. don't. It was it was bad. Um, and I did watch Andor. I don't think I was in the right mental headspace to watch Andor and fully like engage. Mm. I I think I just needed to fill time, and so I was just like, I'm just gonna get, like. I, it felt more like work rather than no. I want to sit down oh, and yeah. watch this. Um, See, that's how I felt. Like, that's how I felt when I was watching Titans. But that's that's <laughs> funny. Oh, Titans! Like, don't get me wrong. I I didn't say that watching Titans was like something I wanted to do. I I definitely do other stuff while I watch both Titans and Stargirl. I'm just forewarning people. Like, and I feel as though every time we talk to Andor, I say this. I know it's a good show. I know it's well written. For some reason, though. <laughs> I'm just not as fully immersed in this story, and I feel like it's because it's airing week to week. <laughs> I don't mm, know. See, no, no, it, it should not. See, I don't know. We'll get into it more in a bit, but I, I'm glad that it's like week to week because this this show it it's like the boys and other like really awesome show in House of the Dragon and things where it needs time to breathe because it's just so well done. It's just so great. I mean, like the feelings I had, like when house of the dragon ended where I'm just like, damn, I need like the next season. Like now, I mean, that's mm-hmm. how I'm feeling like Andor. whenever Wednesday rolled around this weekend, there was no new show. I was like, I was the, the TV depressed because I'm like, man, there's like, no, I, I got to find something like fill this void because of other things aren't just aren't doing it for me. Like like Andor right. and House of the Dragon and other things that that we've talked about lately has been doing. Right. I and for me, I, I just for me, I'm I'm the opposite where I don't I know it's a well written show. I understand they're using a lot of metaphors. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we could get it's into. It's also it. a surprise, but it's just there's something about the pace where, for me, I would probably have been more hooked if if a lot of this was clumped together. I mean, like 
a lot of the season did feel like three episode arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I loved the first three episodes and being able to sit down and like feeling as though I finished the chapter. And I do like how this ended. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, I don't have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> well, you always, say, you like... always say that. You always say that. And then you like do have a lot of thoughts. But I know there was some there was some news things that happened today that uh, maybe just maybe we can zip through real fast. <laughs> well, sure. Like, are you talking about? So you want me to talk about things that happened today or things that happened like two weeks ago that you have on this right now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, you know, given that we are talking about Disney, I mean, I know a lot of people have already have know well about this, and yeah, it was it, the you know, Bob Iger's back, and um, yeah, and, and that's all we need to say. I mean, the the the, the, the house of mouse is in good hands again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the house of the mouse is in good hands. Um, okay, so I don't know about this project. Um, we'll probably watch the trailer. I did not watch the trailer for this, but okay. the cocaine bear. Mm-hmm. I know it's the, like like it's one of those Sharknado things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It it it, it is. So it, it's I you know I heard I saw like this cocaine bear thing trending. I guess even before the trailer dropped, and, and then I was like, what, what you know what could but this could possibly be. And then I did finally get around to watching the trailer today. And, and so it is based off a true story. Uh, it definitely is that shark. When you watch the trailer, it definitely has those Sharknado vibes, action, you know, action, comedy, horror, humor, dark humor, and, and, and all, but it is based off a true story where uh, a, 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 there was a drug smugglers who did, drop 40 pounds 40 bags which is basically like 80 pounds of cocaine in the backwoods i think it was in georgia and a bear did eat it uh now um the obviously the film takes creative license as far as what the bear does after ingesting the cocaine but it, in real life the, the the bear actually od'd i mean you know if you eat 80 pounds worth of cocaine i think anything would obviously would od but uh, but yeah, that's that's what the, the this new film is based off of that that true life event, and then of course it goes into the Sharknado vibes and and all that. But uh, it's coming out in February. Awesome! I I totally was awake while you explained the the movie um, to me. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, what else? So a trailer did drop today. That's in the Mouse of House, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Three. I did watch this trailer, um, and then I made the mistake of watching kind of funny react to the trailer, where they broke down like scene by scene, and I'm like, you guys are telling me way too much about this. Um, I'm okay. In my opinion, this isn't the best trailer. <laughs> Mm. Um, I'm excited for Guardians 3. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's just that I like I still remember hearing things about whatever they showed during Comic-Con. So mm-hmm. I guess I was just expecting a little bit more. And I know it's a teaser, but then that just worries me because I'm like, I don't want to watch the full movie before watching the full movie, guys. So I don't come on. 
Um, but I think, and then you also have the Black Panther trailer to compare it to. Like, in my opinion, there could have been a little bit more oomph to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the crew's back and, and those are my thoughts. Yeah, I, I liked the trailer. I thought it was, um, especially after watching the holiday special, it, it landed differently for me. Um, because now, now that knowing what we know, uh, even though the holiday special was kind of, was a bottle thing, but you know, nothing's a true bottle thing in the MCU. Um, it it really and also i did think about comic-con and you know and obviously there were a lot of focus on rabbit uh rocket <laughs> my friend rabbit uh i wish you hadn't corrected yourself i i was like that is so cool you you feel close enough to him to call him rabbit <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah uh rocket um you know possibly you know meeting his meeting his end and in in volume three and you know of course all the things james kind of said as far as um uh you know this being probably being the last film and so, and also you know it 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 i i enjoyed it i think you know the soundtrack having um space hog um was like the right touch i mean you know james gunn really knows how to like set the mood and and it definitely set the vibes for again that i felt was missing in volume two um and so i yeah i mean i'm really looking forward to 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 this third film yeah definitely and we'll figure out what they're doing with gamora because she definitely is in that trailer um And then the last bit of news is Star Wars related. Oh, no, that's not the last bit of news because, okay, I did not watch this. I forgot. Um, I had it on my list of things to do. Um, There was snow. I had to shovel. It's been already a long night for me. Um, But Lucasfilm did drop the first teaser trailer for the fifth Indiana Indiana Jones movie, um, which is titled... (laughs) (laughs) which is titled indiana jones and the dial of destiny and is slated to be released on june 30th um now i heard some things are they are they trying to make him look younger they they did they did not trying they did did make him look yeah yeah and our first yeah and it actually looked good i mean the the the, the de-aging what they did in that trailer because i you know i first heard about it uh i think in empire magazine and then yeah but seeing it in in, in effect it i was like all right you know it, 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 well, yeah what what was that uh robert de niro movie on netflix a few years back oh was it the irishman the irishman yeah yeah because yeah. i i heard I still have never watched that three-hour monstrosity, but I heard the de-aging looked fine. The problem was when there was action. <laughs> yeah, well, there was, yeah, well, yeah, and in, in the trailer, there was action, and it was like, okay, that looks like a young Harris. That definitely looks like a young Harrison Ford, and it, it believable. Okay. Yeah, it, it was okay. really, really well done, yeah. It was like Maybe a deep Maybe someone took some notes. <laughs> Maybe yeah, someone took some notes. Took some notes and the technology has evolved for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, but 
Yeah, but a lot of the a lot of the things in the trailer, I mean, I didn't see Mads Mikkelsen's character, but did see um, some of the other uh, things that have been teased uh, as far as from, from the parade uh, with the Apollo astronauts, because I guess the film is set in the late '60s, so uh, I think when they're celebrating the moon landing, so uh, you know, to, to I guess make indie age appropriate. Uh, so you did see some of those vibes in there, and it you know, and it I. You know, I didn't like Indy 4, I mean, but uh, who did? But uh, I'm, I'm actually excited for this one. Good, good. Yeah. I, I know I've seen the Indiana Jones movies, mm. but th- it's never been a franchise that I've been like, yay, or nost- I, I don't have nostalgia for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've, I definitely remember being scared. Like that's because that's where my phobia of snakes and spiders come from. Oh, watching the okay. old, um, yeah. I had a, I had so, a true life. Yeah, I, over Thanksgiving, I had a, I had a real life nope. Indiana Jones moment. No, nope, <laughs> no, nope, nope, yeah. no, no, no. I did. Okay. okay no. Nope. La 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 la. <laughs> la 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 la. Um, the last bit of news is about Star Wars, as we finally have some details about Star Wars Acolyte, and it's been officially announced that The Mandalorian Season 3 will premiere on March 1st, 2023. Yep, yep, and as far as the Acolyte, we did get some more details uh, that it was confirmed that it is set about 100 years before the events of the prequel, and it, it was really, it really gets into how the, the Sith Infiltrates the the Jedi, so um, yeah, and, and it's in production now. So we we can go to a galaxy far, far away and continue the discussion that we've already started about Andor finale, um, where Will's going to do primor- <laughs> most of the talking. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah always, um, said, yeah, yeah, she says she's well, uh, doing most of the talking. So go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> No, well, I just, I just know that when you watch this, you instantly texted me and was just like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) good. (laughs) And, um, and I told you, I will get around to it. I'm in the middle of something right now. Um, and, and then I did watch it. I watched it. Like I watched it. Um, and I've listened to what feels like five dozen reviews of it. So I've heard a lot of discussion about this. Yeah, that's that's where you made your mistake. It's like too many people, too much, too many, too much noise and too much analysts. <laughs> well, no, it's just too much of me being like, I know when a show hasn't got me when people talk <laughs> about episodes and I'm still trying to understand the names. <laughs> Like I know who I know who Andor is. I know who Mon Mathma is. I know who Luthen is. But some of these side characters, like I know who Cyril and Deirdre is. I know them, and I know they were about yeah. to kiss, but they didn't. But yeah, there see, was I, some serious yeah. thing going on there. Uh, yeah. See, uh, I don't want to. Well, since you brought it up, let's go ahead and go ahead and tackle that issue. So I've heard a lot of people talk about the shipping and stuff, you know, trying to ship them and all. And you, and I and when I re- I will say when I watched that scene the first time raw without hearing any other people's thoughts about it, I I was like I my thought was I hope they don't go there because I was reading it more that she was just in a state of shock from the get, almost getting you know killed by the mob 
more so than than you know she's like got the hots for this guy or or, or whatever or or they were going to cheapen the moment by like you know doing the cliched kiss just because he rescued her um so i i like the way that they just sort of left it at, to me it was left you could you know and, and i guess that's the that was the genius of the storytelling and of the directing at that moment because it, it did leave it open to to multiple interpretations as far as how people how people read it i didn't read it in a sense of like you know they're about to kiss or anything i was just like she was just in a state of shock and and like kept gathering her wits and whenever she saw it was him it was just like thank you. i should say thank you and you know and that's not a place where she She's used to being vulnerable because she's always in this, you know, she has this illusion of control and being in control of everything. And, and in that moment, she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, that that's the best interpretation I've heard about the scene is that for the first time, arguably all season, you see Deirdre out on the front line and suddenly she she's not as in control mm-hmm. um, as as she thought she was which is a whole metaphor for the entire um empire um with this season is like they their illusion of control is their downfall um and and it's just a matter of waking people up to to realize that that's all control is it's an illusion so to come out from under it you have to rise up and fight it um but i think it's interesting to just focus on Deirdre in that moment because mm-hmm. it I I wasn't thinking she was gonna kiss him at all. Cyril has the hops for her, okay? Come on. <laughs> that yeah. guy. He I mean, <laughs> he might he might have had a little thing for Cassian for like five seconds, but man, the moment he was interrogated by her, like he's all in on that. So I thought he was gonna try to kiss her. I didn't think she would reciprocate. Um, is it the hots for her or is it the hots for the empire? No, I think it's, I think, I think he likes her because he sees himself in her. Like, like, mm-hmm. no, don't get it twisted. Gross people. Um, he sees like, he, he admires her. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I do I don't think it I don't think it's like the empire I think there is something something there where and he's got mommy issues so I'm not surprised by this, um but I think that they left it up to interpretation because arguably, even though they're on the wrong side, these two characters are just fascinating because mm-hmm. a we've never seen, like they're not. They are evil, but they're also there. There's something about them where I'm not going to say there's this humanity, but there's there's just this feeling like we understand them. We understand mm-hmm. their motivations. They're fully fleshed out, um, but there's still a lot of mystery to them um, and what their overall goal is. And and I don't know. It's for for 11 episodes as much as this show is called Cassian I felt like they did a good job of fleshing out these two characters I know their names <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> um yeah. yeah so so I I just I think that um I'm I'm happy that their storylines have not ended 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they've kind of left it open as to what will happen next. And um, and it and it, I mean, I'm my final point about Cyril and his love of Deirdre is like the dude was on a mission to get Cassian. He sees her fall and immediately like, nope, mission aborted. I'm here to protect Deirdre. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was off the prize with that. So um all right. Um what what else did you think about the finale, Will? So the finale in and of itself, uh, I you know, we 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 begin and end at Ferrix, obviously. And what I liked was just sort of the symmetry as far it from because I've started I have already started a rewatch of, of the series. And and especially going back and rewatching those earlier episodes and then watching the finale. I mean, a lot of those, you know, a lot of the things I had have forgotten over the course of 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 the, the weeks that the show's been on, uh, you know, and seeing them now in the context of the finale, um, really they really do hit differently. And and so this show one it it, it is rewatchable. The first three episodes are still a still a slow burn even in the rewatch um but not in a bad way it's just it just you know it does take a moment to really set the sort of set the plate the table so to speak but um the other thing that uh that i you know as far as the the episode itself was revisiting some of the the secondary characters and that, and, that, and that was the other thing that i thought like brasso bix and and even like you know Pat Playgun, some of the other other supporting characters. I mean, it it really did this 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 sense of community and and how the empire impacted this community really came came through. Uh, you know, in in in, in this finale, and again, uh, and especially again watching having doing the rewatch now the series and watching the finale and, and seeing how really they re- really did develop all these secondary characters so that you, that at least for me I felt invested in them and invested in figuring seeing where they go next now that um at the end of the end of the episode uh Brasso and uh Bix and the kid go off with with the other daughter of Ferrex uh to us you know to 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 a safe harbor and then you know thinking about the third episode where andor talks about to 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 luthan you know either you know he goes from the guy who you know either dropped me off or you know dropped me off somewhere um and, and let me go my way to now he's he is he is either take me in or kill me and 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 thinking about all the episodes in between uh, where we where we see Andor go from a person who was you know a scavenger and you know had you know like Marva said had all these various threads in him to to do good things but in his journey throughout this season we it, things happened that really refined and and brought into focus for Andor why the Empire is so evil and 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 then so it 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 was an organic radicalization um 
that that happened instead of it just sort of like one day he's just scavenger and the next day he's like i'm a i'm a i'm a rebel <laughs> you know so it, 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 the, the journey was it was necessary to do all these steps in between as far as the storytelling to to, to really make it believable how this guy ended up with the rebellion mm-hmm. right i i did pick up on the shade you through the uh latest trilogy i did pick up on that <laughs> um yeah no i think overall i think that was very surprising to to realize as the story unfolded what they were doing with cassian in the sense of he is he i mean i i'm still stuck on this guys he was literally looking for his sister the very Mm -hmm. first time we see him in this season Mm -hmm. have not circled back to that um but they they set it up to be someone who's clearly a scavenger of some sort, but trying to find his sister um, to become someone who is ready to rebel. Um, and and I think it's I think that the more the bigger triumph is not just that it was it wasn't solely focused on Cassian. But it was about waking up more people. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue to say wake me up. So um, just because they said it like 50 times in that whole episode. But um, so in the sky. <laughs> yeah. So so I think it's I think it I think. That overall, like whether we talk about Cassian, whether we talk about Luthen, Mon Mothma, Cyril, Deirdre. These characters all, I think the bigger triumph of them is that the story itself is um, much more bigger than just them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's not just about Cassian becoming the hero. It's about him being a part of this bigger movement mm-hmm. that um, leads to his death. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, even even and even the part of even the part of the journey which we did theorize and was confirmed that you know he was he, while he was in prison, he, he was yeah literally built you know worked on the things that's going to lead to his own demise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you also I think it's I think it's a more interesting story than what we had originally expected and what we've oh, yeah. seen Star Wars do in the past. Yeah. Um. So so I'm good with it. I'm not shipping Cassian with Bix, just to let everyone know. I'm not going to get on that because I'm a very much a Jin or, um, yeah. What was her mm-hmm. name? Yeah, it was Jin. Jin, was Jin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jin, Jin and Cassian shipper. Um, yeah. Make yeah. the rest in peace together. Yeah. Together. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. One one of the things you whenever you're talking about the sleep and the complacency. Um, that you know, especially that Marva brought up in her in her in her speech uh, during her during that um, really resonated with everyone, and and was also thinking about the rebellion too because it it seemed you know as far as where where we where we encounter these folks in the story because. Even though, you know, we, we encounter Luke Skywalker five years later, 
he's still in that place where at least on Tatooine and 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 his part of the galaxy is kind of the, the still asleep, you know, in the sense mm-hmm. that you know when we meet first meet Luke in the New Hope, he's like, you know, this things are this is too big, you know, you know he's got friends who's gone off to the Imperial Academy, but you know, whatever the whatever he was challenged or met with first met with the challenge of dealing with the empire when we when we first when he's introduced the 3po and r2d2 and and his uncle you know they're and talking to obi-wan he's like i can't do that i gotta stay here and work on the harvest i gotta do this the empire's too big and you know so it it really deepens the tapestry of like the the star wars galaxy that even you know, especially now where we, you know, we, we see this early seeds of the rebellion that, you know, even four or five years after the events that we're dealing with now here in Andor, they're still, you know, the, the Empire is still has its grips very, very, very tight on on the galaxy. And, and, and a lot of people are still in that mindset that this is just, yeah, I know that I have no love for the Empire, but it's just too big for me. So, you know, I I I really I, I like the way that when you when you look at this series in the context of the overall Star Wars universe, just seeing the seeing how people in their own individual stories come to the sense that we've got I've got to do something, and 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 I think that's one of the gen, the, the genius things that George Lucas did do with the with the with the with the original Star Wars and, and and creating this universe as far as, you know, all these people are just run-of-the-mill normal folks who at the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, they weren't senators or or, or rich people or, or whatever, but this real solidarity folk who just came together, got sick of what they were seeing and did something about it. Um, and, you know, and, and so, that was another great thing about this series in showing that through all these, you know, these brand new characters that weren't force sensitive, but just, you know, just normal folks who, who like enough's enough, we got to do something. And, and, you know, I will say I'm glad B, B, BMO made it through the, uh, through the, through the, through the protests because I thought when that Imperial soldier was going to, was coming up there, I thought he was going to like, throw, you know, get a blaster out and blow him to bits, but he just put his cloak over him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what did you think about Mon Mothma? Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely wanted to, um, so we were, you know, we talked about this during our during our reviews as far as the sacrifices that Luthen, Mon Mothma, and others have made, and and then you know where was she going to go? And I know we didn't get a chance to go into it in, too in depth as far as her daughter because we, you know, we we talked about Black Panther on our on our last podcast, but um, she, she between. A lot, her daughter basically going into the old ways and and seeing the you know doing the the throw with with the um, money launderer and then knowing that um, she you know she 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 knew basically 
either she knows everybody's under surveillance and stuff and she realized that her driver is probably a spy and and either either because of what she's been doing now working with Luthan or just because she's just that savvy to be, person to begin with knew to say I need privacy but then she started talking in code with, you know with her husband to sort of like set up set him up for the fall to cover her tracks um was like okay she 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 gets it um it, it may come at it at the expense of her husband and and her and her daughter but the you know but for the greater good she's going to have to do some things that she just at least that doesn't want to do uh at least with the, in case of her daughter with her husband i guess she could be maybe she's indifferent i mean parent uh i mean not that i ever not that i felt bad for him but but i did i did kind of like i was like well damn um she's <laughs> just setting this dude up to like get right. taken in but you know maybe he deserves it especially given how you know how he acts but but it was very but uh, you know but again it just showed the 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 subterfuge that she's going to have to to continue to engage in and, and i think she realizes that um and you know and it's just all the little the little subtle things that they they do as far as like with you know whenever she had this or cloak as far as like the i guess the pressure builds in and then whenever she's relaxed she like undoes it and just the facial she, you know a lot of things that uh, the actress who plays mom Martha does so well is the 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 facial acting more and and you know she really does emote those all the conf, the conflict the conflict very well that comes across in the scenes when she's having to deal with certain things so um yeah i mean it, you know it, it makes it makes sense why she basically ends up being one of the leaders of the rebellion because she, she because again uh we can't do these things and keep our hands clean. I mean, it's it you know it, it does require sacrifice and getting our hands dirty uh, that sometimes may have gotten glossed over in the in, in some of the um, other versions of the story. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Um, so I I really like the last scene of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I think like another big unanswered question for me with the season is um, how Luthen came like what what Luthen saw in Cassian um, mm-hmm. and and just I mean he was clearly there to kill him so yeah. I, I don't think all of the theories and speculation about that were spot on but it is interesting. Um, how it's just like, okay, I'm here, kill me. I don't care. Um, but we know that's not going to happen. Um, he dies later. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like, I, I, I really like that for some reason. Um, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a book ending. Um, but considering like the first episode was really three episodes and how that ended with Cassian and Luthen teaming up. Like now we get like we come back to that that point um, at the mm-hmm. very end. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. 
Yeah, like I said, I I I can't. I'm, I know they are starting to to film season two, um, and well, we'll we'll probably be more likely 2024 when this series returns. But um, like I said earlier, uh, how how we kind of jokingly felt about you know with the with Kermit looking out the out the window on on Sunday night with uh, with no House of the Dragon. That's how I felt with with Andor because. Uh, I, you know, I've said before that I thought that, you know, that this, as we were going through that, this would quickly become one of my favorite Star Wars and, and it has, I mean, other, you know, if I, you know, now that we have a full season, uh, I, I can say without hesitation that it's right up there with, with Empire with me and, uh, and Mandalorian is too, for different reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think, but um but i think what really resonated with me with with this series is it it really expanded the the star wars universe in a way that um really showed the as as i said earlier as we were talking about this series how evil the empire actually was and 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 really sort of lays out the 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 reason why the rebellion really did take a hold and and then you know and then of course finally hearing N- nimic's uh, Nim- um manifesto this episode and and then hearing that on top of what you know luthan's speech earlier and and what mom Moth is going through and then of course marva's speech on rick's road yeah i mean it, 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 like i said it was yeah, we we uh, we've talked about this. Yeah, things are predictable. I mean, we we know where all the roads are going to lead to to Scarif and and Cass and and Jen dying on the beach when the Death Star hits. But um, but it's all the things in between the the, the resolution of each arc that really just was just so just so compelling for me. Um, that, like I said, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's right up there with me with House of Dragon as far as like, like you know, top show for for twenty twenty two. Cool. Um, I don't know how to follow up that speech um, because I, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious my feelings are not exactly there. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out a way to like segue. I I spoiled my thoughts on um, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special when I said to everyone earlier in this show, I watched it, but I was definitely not like sitting on my couch watching. <laughs> I was just playing. Um, I think it I think it was cute. I really yeah. like the chemistry of Drax and Mantis. Um. I I think that this would have hit better for me had I been like maybe watching this during my Christmas break um, mm. rather than trying to cram it into a Thanksgiving break. Um, but I I mean I I like these characters. I like James Gunn's writing. Um, I just for whatever reason was just not like oh yay. And um, before I forget. Um, this, this whole thing was kind of spoiled for me. 
Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, so I made a mistake. I made a mistake, guys. Like, I did some traveling over the holiday break. And when I came back, I came back on a red eye. And so I didn't sleep for 24 hours. And while I was unpacking and and just trying to, like, reorientate myself um, after that whole experience, I decided to put on, like, a YouTube show that I can just have play white noise in the background. And I saw Christian Harloff posted a, like, best MCU projects in phase four. Mm. He completely spoiled the entire (laughs) holiday special. Oh, God. No wonder. (laughs) No wonder. uh... (laughs) Yeah. And I I had no idea. Like, while I was listening, I was picking up. I'm like, wait a second. Wait. Oh, he's doing this like I swear he just recorded it the day after he watched it and so mm-hmm. I was I was thinking to myself dude it just dropped why are you already giving all these details <laughs> yeah, gotta dropped. get those clicks gotta get those clicks <laughs> yeah well it wasn't really advertised for that and I don't know even when people say oh things are gonna be spoiled if something literally just dropped like just dropped. I mean, go ahead and spoil Infinity War and Endgame, but come on, something that just dropped the day before, don't say everything. So I kind of knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wasn't really fully paying attention because I Got kind it. of I understood what story they were telling. Um but but yeah, I mean it's just a fun little group of characters where if I maybe had known less, I may have been more engaged than I really was. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I, the only thing that I, I guess did come to spoiler territory for me was, uh, I think it's spoiled about uh, Mantis and being Quill's sister, but it was, mm-hmm. it was totally, but it was totally out of context. So I, when I saw it, um, it, it was out of context. And so I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I, you know, but it, so when I, so when I did watch the special, I was like, I did know that, you know, I was kind of like looking for it, but, but, but James Gunn is such a good storyteller and, and television especially when i think about watching this show i couldn't help but think about peacemaker mm-hmm. and and how he is really he he does so well on with the medium of television um i think you know because one of the things you know we talked about with with like for example uh suicide squad movie um it, with his feature link films that sometimes they will go off you know he'll tell he'll he'll bear he'll he'll tell a joke one too many times and it just kind of like kills the momentum sometimes um but with but with this little bottle show i mean it is what it is and i i it was just really it was just it was just a nice change of pace especially after watching black panther um and and how heavy that film was at certain points and and also and and and, and really and really phase four as a whole, given that it was, you know, phase four is dealing with grief and, and loss and, and everything. This was a nice sort of transition um, piece to sort of lighten the mood again. 
after after what we've just been through with phase four at, and, and and before we start phase five and and whatever uh that overarching theme is going to be as part of as part of that phase this is a nice little nice little show to 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 sort of sit back like you said i don't think it really doesn't really lend itself to like you know great analysis or anything like that it was just a fun show um and had a lot right. of fun I, 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 I think that that's what a lot of these special presentations that we've gotten over the past few months are in a nutshell yeah. is that, and it's just, it's just Disney and the MCU being like, we know how much you love these characters. And so, or how much there's, there's so many, there's thousands of stories in this universe we can tell, but we can only spend billions of dollars on so few of them (laughs) that here's here's a little nugget here's a little nugget there to kind of um meet that demand that exists and so i think it i think it's good and i think it just further proves the the mythology that has been dealt developed over the past decade plus um with this universe and how they're able to do that um but but yeah, um, so that just leads me to one question though, Will. Um, yeah. What is better? What was better for you, or what would you rank higher, Andor or Peacemaker? Oh, Andor. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I was expecting yeah. Peacemaker because you always bring up Peacemaker. I always forget that it happened. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, it's still it's still Andor. I mean. I'm telling you, yeah. I mean, just not to beat that, beat it too much, but but I, I was like going back and forth as far as like which one do I like more this year, Andor House of the Dragon. <laughs> so, but getting back to, um, but yeah, as, as far as, yeah. Oh, so yeah. so you would pick Andor over House of the Dragon? I might. That depends on what day you ask me. I mean, I I mean they're really one a one. I, I, it's hard for me to like because both of them have such i I just i just feel like i just feel like you watched a different version of andor than i did because like i said it's good i don't think it's that good (laughs) i yeah i i do i mean but that's why we do this Uh, i mean we we come at it it would be very boring if you (laughs) i agreed on everything (laughs) yeah which definitely does not happen yeah um all right well, um, yeah. I know today was short, but the before we went on break, it was a long one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying, the dude gave them two weeks. Will <laughs> he gave them two weeks? <laughs> Therefore, he's not an amazing villain. But whatever. Um, <laughs> on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And visit our website, www.cenanerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. Bye.